Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the writer, star, director, and producer of the film Cha-Cha Real Smooth, Cooper Rafe. If anybody knows how to start a party, it's my brother, Andrew. Or should I say, the Jeep conductor. It's fine, it's so cute, it's so good. No, mom, if anybody sees that, I'm gonna get put on a watch list. I can't believe college is over. You have a job now, or? We're not allowed to talk about jobs at the Bob party. So you either don't have a job or you have a bad job. How much does a party starter get paid, I wonder? I have a bad job, yeah. Honey, I'm not just saying this because I'm your mother, but I feel like you're way ahead of the game. Who's that? That's a mom and her kid. Do you two dance? We're not feeling it right now. How about I bet you $300 I can get her on the dance floor? I will give you $1,000. She really likes you. I really like her. Tonight is the night that you and Lola dance your booties off. Oh, I don't know how to moonwalk. Do you think he would be a good sitter for you? I do not do well with sitters. But I think it might be a bit different with Andrew. Do you want to meet my hamster? Yeah. I want to thank you for being so kind to Lola. Easiest thing in the world. I'm having more fun now than I did the whole night. Do you have a husband? I have a fiance. I hear you're a great party starter. I hear you're a great professional lawyer. Lots to figure out after college. Giving your heart to somebody is the most perplexing thing. You can't just decide that you love somebody. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. We don't need you to babysit anymore. Why? Lots of reasons. I'm drunk right now, son. Everything's just some mess. Growing up is hard. Is he your soulmate? Do you believe in soulmates? I think we all have a ton of soulmates. How many soulmates? For you, like four. How many do you have? like 1200 <laughs> well cooper you got to meet at the hca film awards back in february you helped me get a smudge off my jacket what a gentleman uh Thank you. so kind it's always a pleasure to help yeah it was it was very, very <laughs> uh, so yeah i'm glad to speak with you again back in february i told you that that cha-cha real smooth was my favorite movie of the year and you made me promise to not watch another film any, again any another movie yeah yes did you break your promise yeah, so uh, good news, bad news situation here. I did break my promise. I watched more oh. movies. Uh, but good news is Cha-Cha Real Smooth is still riding high for me. Still easily oh, my favorite movie of the year. 
Um, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Did you make any changes to the film after Sundance? I did. Yeah. I made quite a few, actually. I, we were really rushed to get it ready for Sundance. So um, I was promised, I made the producers promise that I could have a week in the edit after Sundance. So I, I made quite a few changes. Yeah. It felt tighter. Was it a lot of changes in the edit? Did you lose anything big? Well, I didn't lose anything big, but it, it just, I, I, I tried to make it tighter, but also it was the first time where I had like some distance from the movie. I had two weeks away from the movie. And then when I watched it again, it was very clear, oh, this jumped out to me as not the right decision. So I added something or I took away something or I added another shot. And it was just about, sometimes it was about making it a moment last a little longer even just so I didn't feel like something wasn't abruptly cut to or, or something. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's good. And some of the music, some of the music also, I, I stripped away some of the music because I, uh, I actually didn't realize that when we put all the music in, I didn't realize that we wouldn't have time to take it out. So there was a couple of music, uh, like score beats that I ended up just saying, Oh, I don't want to have that in the final movie. All too heavy-handed. It's good. I feel like uh, what a lot of people resonate with for Cha Cha Real Smooth is this idea of like a a quarter life crisis. Yes, I'm a few years older than you, but obviously anxiety is just really hitting our generation in a whole new way. And did you think about this movie as a quarter life crisis of sorts? I thought about it as someone who is in their twenties and and has this opportunity to use his 20s to figure out who he is but he's uh massively afraid and feels uh unable to to do that he is like a the whole way into the movie for me like the hook of the movie is this guy who's really good at starting other people's parties but doesn't know where to start in terms of starting his own party and your 20s are this time where you're faced with this opportunity to do that and I think that's the crisis is he would much rather be 32 and tied down. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to speed ahead with his life. Yeah. Yes. That's good. I, I read an interview with you when you were promoting Shithouse, your first film. And um, you said at that time that you never really thought of writing that film as cathartic. Um, and you, you said at that time you, you didn't think of your, quote, writing as therapy in that way. But Cha Cha Real Smooth really feels, I mean, it's full of catharsis, uh, at least at least when I watch it. Did you think? I think, sh- I think shit, shit houses too. I, I, I say that because I think I don't want to think of art as just pure catharsis because I want it to be communicating to an audience. And I think mm. like that's the main thing that I want for my movies. And I think like my art value system is that, but they're both very cathartic movies and like, like shit houses. There's a scene where I'm just like fucking sobbing for <laughs> five minutes. It's very cathartic, but cha-cha. Yeah. It's super cathartic. Sorry. You, you didn't finish your question. Was there a last part? Well, no, I, I just wondered if how much more you thought about that this time. I mean, there's moments that feel therapeutic to, at least to some degree, like when uh, one of your ending scenes with your mom, uh, with your character's mom, uh, just telling her yeah. what you need to tell her. So uh, I was just wondering if you thought more about that with this film. 
I think I thought with just like with shit house, I thought about it a lot after the fact. Um, Cause it's, it's a mystery the way your life works its way into what you're making. And, um, and it becomes clear, I think when you have a step away from it and also when your mom sees it and tells you, Oh, this is what that is. And I had that conversation with my mom about cha-cha just about like, I think cha-cha is a story of a kid who really felt like he had this responsibility as a, as a child, like all throughout his childhood of, of really protecting his mom and, and taking care of her and making sure she was happy. And um, he's now at this phase in his life where he's 22 and he's coming back home and his mom has this guy in her life. And I think he's really mean to her because he's like, wait, I'm her husband. What are you doing here? <laughs> um, and so he's just a nasty son of a bitch to, to step out to Greg. But I think, um, and then he meets this uh, mother, Domino, and he sees her at a party. And he sees her feeling uh, not the most comfortable. And I think his, his mom goes to bar mitzvahs and feels a similar way because of uh, things that have happened in the past. And, um, and I think he has this shark like instincts to be, to be drawn to people who aren't feeling comfortable at the party. And um, he goes to her and I think their relationship is a lot of things, but, one of the things is it's very representative of his relationship with his mom, I think. And um, I think the catharsis is this kid going on this journey of kind of being relieved of that duty. Like I think Domino in that car scene at the end kind of tells him same thing his mom told him at the beginning. They'd be like, I'm happy. I'm happy here. And you don't need to be in charge of my happiness. I'm, you got to go figure out what makes you happy as an independent person and, and figure out who you are and, and how, how scary to have that opportunity, but how amazing. And Domino didn't get to have that experience in her 20s because her life was uh, defined by Lola in a lot of ways and always will be. And, and so the catharsis that my mom had pointed out to me was like, I think the reason why Andrew is crying so hard at the end is yes, he's going to miss Domino and Lola so much, but I think it's this cathartic, he's being relieved of this duty that he think, that he thought he had or that he was, that just came so naturally to him. And um, he's got a make happy complex. And I think he's uh, trying to uh, grow out of that. And Domino in that scene, I think really helps him grow out of that. And I think, that scene with the mom where he's like, Hey, I just want to let you know that, uh, I think he has to do some forgiving as well, you know, to his mom and let his mom know that yes, my childhood was defined in a very particular way, but I want you to know that I look back and I really had the best childhood. You really, you, you, you took such good care of me. And I know I had this instinct to take care of you and, and it was complicated yada yada but i want you to know that you were a mother you were the ultimate mother and i don't feel like i raised you in any way and yes there are certain things that dynamics and yada yada but like i think that's his way of telling her 
his way of getting out of that dynamic that that they had or maybe didn't have and so yeah i think there's a lot of things working that i maybe wasn't cognizant of as i was writing i just was trying to write what felt organic and also just like you're trusting your instincts is so so magical sometimes because it it i knew what i was writing felt right and felt emotional emotional in the right ways and so i just kind of went with that and then when you put it all together and you watch it with your mom she's like oh cool you did you did some healing here and yeah Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, GenXGrownUp.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Are you as emotionally open in real life as your character, Andrew, is? Uh, Just saying Uh, the things you need to say? No, definitely not. Um, I mean, I, I, I... at times I am and with people I feel really safe with I am and I think I tend to write scenes where people feel safe with each other so they feel safe to say things that are on their mind because I think I'm not a good enough writer to I really want to say things in my movies and the way to say them it like in a way that (laughs) like as a as a writer who's not great at saying things in subtle ways sometimes i'm just like let's just write characters who say what they what they're thinking and that's how we'll say what we want to say the movie. so i tend to write scenes like like that where they are being open with each other but but i think with cha-cha andrew is pretty open and vulnerable and says what he what's on his mind but i think he has this relationship with domino where domino is being so not so careful but she's being careful and she she doesn't say exactly what she's feeling because she's more mature than that and i think that defines their relationship in a lot of ways like that line that andrew says where he's like like are just things that you don't say to me i can't tell whether we're pulling back yeah uh, well to that end when writing this film did you always know that andrew and domino wouldn't end up together i when i was writing I write it all in order, literally, and um, I always wanted to think they they could end up in order for scenes to feel alive. I had to think, yeah, I think they could get together. I, I wanted to not know, and I wanted to find out 
when they're finding out and when Domino's making decisions and when Andrew's realizing, I wanted it to all happen in real time because if I knew all along they weren't going to end up together, just I think it wouldn't have felt as inspired. Because um, I think a lot of the movie is kind of not will they end up together or won't they? It's, it's more of like, what does it mean to end up together? Like, what is it asking yourself, why not? Why they, they seem to work really well together and he seems to get along with her daughter. So why, why not? But, um, and I'll, in a lot of ways too, I'm like, I still think, Hey, they could have ended up together. So I, I think in order for the movie to really feel like worth watching, you have to feel those things and have those questions be unanswered in a lot of ways. Cause if the questions right away answered, it's like, why am I watching this movie? That's good. Well, I did uh, a deep dive on your Instagram today, which uh, I'm sure is a little scary, but um, <laughs> you had a great post from a few years ago that I really wanted to ask you about. Uh, you said a few years ago about how you feel about the Oscars. You said they should be blasted into irrelevance, which I love. Uh, right. Uh, tell me more about that. I think that's amazing. Uh, why, why do you think the Oscars should be blasted into irrelevance? I don't know why it's still there. <laughs> I should pick that off. But I, <laughs> I have like, I guess I have a short, uh, I mean, at the time, six people followed me. So I was saying it to like six people probably. But I remember I posted that after reading this tweet who said it, but someone was like, so happy for Spike that he finally got nominated. And, and there's nothing wrong with, there was nothing wrong with that person tweeting that. Like, I, of course, you're, that's great to be happy for him. And I'm sure Spike is happy and yada, yada. But like, what a weird world we live in where we're like, so happy that Spike Lee is, oh, finally in the, in the uh, same space as Adam McKay. <laughs> like, it's like, what? <laughs> um, it's just silly. And so the fact that like Spike, was just entering that whatever it is and like someone like Adam McKay is like, I don't know. It's just like the Oscars are so silly. And um, the, what I do love is that when something wins an award, more people go see that movie. So it's, it, it's important. It's, there's no, you have no choice, but to uh, think about it and be thoughtful. Like it's, it's, it is an important thing and it, it it has a big cultural impact and hopefully less, I think less and less so, but uh, I think me saying, I wish it was blasted into irrelevance was me saying, oh, I'd be so nice if we didn't have to live in this crazy world of, of uh, it's so awards are funny. Mm. They're funny. It's like our art, art awards for art is very silly and funny to me. Cause like i one day there will be a rotten tomatoes for paintings, you know, like it's, it's just weird and stupid, but, um, that, but it's, but it's the world we live in. So you have to, you have no choice but to engage with it. And that was just my, my cathartic post about wishing they were blasted into relevance. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. I appreciate what you said. I love, that's what I love about the Oscars is that it does, it can, when, when uh, done right, can, you know, spotlight films that might not get attention otherwise, which is it can and does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like it, I mean, I wrote that, I did that post before parasite one Mm -hmm. and, um, 
yeah, I mean, it, it, it's got the, every, everything that comes into play has the opportunity to do like awards. Yeah. There's, there's such, such a big opportunity to get people to watch the right movies. But when the conversation and discourse becomes like, Ooh, what's gonna, what's gonna, what's gonna win the Oscar this year? It's like, why are we talking about that? Like, let's, let's talk about the movies that we love and, and hope and pray that more people get to see them and go and go to the theater to, to see those movies and what better way to get people to go see it than like for it to be nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. So let's like work really hard to like talk about this should be nominated for an Oscar. Like if that, if that's the conversation, that's a great conversation, but the whole conversation of like, Oh, I, this is it. This, this feels like a, an Oscar movie. It's like, what is that? I mean, I do know what that means because I've, it's been going on for so long, but, but I wish the conversation wasn't centered around that. And the other thing that's funny too is the whole, oh, this movie feels like an Oscar play. And I, I do think that, that those, that's valid. Like, I think, I think, I think there are movies that are kind of in some ways just Oscar plays, but it's just so crazy that it's worked its way into the culture that much that, uh, it's such a miracle to make a movie and the fact that a, a movie in any way would just be like an Oscar play is so crazy. And, mm. and I think it's, I think I honestly think it happens, but it's like you put all of that, all those years and all of that effort into winning an Oscar or getting an Oscar nomination. Like it's, it's, it's really taken over. And I think it's important to think about it in the right ways so that it can actually be productive because it can be it, it is yeah, absolutely we gotta focus on the art more than the awards i love it uh well cooper i wish i could talk to you for so much longer but that's our time uh again thank you so much for cha-cha real smooth i i truly love the movie and uh hopefully i'll uh see you at another event sometime yes i'll i'll always be there to wipe your shirt thank you so much what a gentleman (laughs) thank you hey everyone thank you so much for listening to daniel howitt's interview with the writer director actor and producer for the new film cha-cha real smooth cooper rafe here on the next best picture podcast cha-cha real smooth is currently streaming on apple tv plus you have been listening to the next best picture podcast we are proud to be part of the evergreen podcast network and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.